Welcome back to a Millennial's Guide to Movies, episode 14. And today we are going into maybe one of my favorite top 10s of top 10 superhero movies. Oh, okay. Well, why do you like superhero movies so much, Taylor? Because, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like there's so many different ways you could take them. And they're just so, like, unrealistic that it makes them, like, interesting, you know? Well, I like the resiliency of them. I like that almost every superhero movie they come across some challenge that's like unsurmountable yeah and then they figure out a way to overcome this challenge and become superhero and it, i don't know it's good to emulate i guess you know that kind of uh, resiliency and there's lots of like about hope you know sure. and then also like all these superheroes that everyone like loves like everyone has their favorite superhero because like they seem like perfect you know yeah. but and a lot of these movies i like that it oh. shows them that they have flaws too yeah they're know? usually smart usually good looking yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> They usually do the right thing at the end of the at the end of the day, so that's why I like them. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we have a couple movies that we think you guys will enjoy, including Superman Two. Mm-hmm. Let's get started with that one. All right, now, that came out in 1980, so way before you were born. Yeah. I've made Taylor watch it. This is one of Dad's favorites. Oh, it's so, so good! It's so good. Uh, starring Christopher Reeve, Margot Kidder, and Gene Hackman. Directed by Richard Lester, although the original director was Richard Donner, uh, who directed The Goonies, but he got fired like midway through it. Do you know why? Uh, it's a lot of uh, studio backtalk, but who knows what the real reason yeah. was. Um, the setting, of course, is Metropolis and Superman lives, Superman lives and the Fortress of Solitude, where he kind of gets away from it all. His, uh, his home. <laughs> yeah, his home up in the North Pole. <laughs> and then uh, what's the plot of this one, Taylor? Uh, this is the sequel to the original Superman. Mm-hmm. And Superman encounters three criminals that were kind of like entrapped in space, you know. Yeah, that, from his home planet of Krypton. Yeah, that have the same powers as he does, except they were criminals on his planet. So they don't really have the same sense of morality and, yeah. and humanity as Superman does. So yeah, they come to Earth. They want to use their like, powers for evil. Yeah, and they come to Earth just thinking they're already better than everyone there mm-hmm. and just want to conquer the Earth, become, take over the White House, everything mm-hmm. like that. And Superman is just kind of trying to figure out like how to maneuver all of this and how he's going to beat three people with the same exact powers right. as he does. You and know? for most of it, it's kind of interesting. He has no idea that they're even on the planet. He's in love with Lois Lane. He's kind of off the grid, so he doesn't find out really till like halfway through the movie that these three challengers have landed on Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition, Lex Luthor has escaped from prison, so there's a lot going on. And he's there. trying to help out the villains. Yeah, like. and, and there's a lot that Superman has to deal with. He basically has four villains to deal with, plus Lois Lane and his love affair with her. So yeah. there's just a lot that he has to resolve in two hours. And just trying to see, like, how it, it's kind of a matter of like brain power of how he's going to figure yeah. out how to defeat, like. Yeah, and without getting into it, it's one of the coolest endings of of any superhero movie, uh, how he defeats these three, you know, yeah. people that, are, that have the same powers that he does. I think um, it's a cool villain for him because, I mean, Lex Luthor is like his usual villain, you know, like Batman and Joker and everything, yeah. but I feel like these are more of his equals. Yeah, they're physical know? matches to him. Like, Lex yeah. Luthor is really smart, but he doesn't have the strength or abilities that these three have. Yeah. Um, the budget was $54 million. The box office was $190 million, so it made a good deal of money. For, the, for 1980, I feel like that would be more, a bigger number now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and of the early Superman movies, this is really the only one that's shown on TV regularly because the other three were horrible. <laughs> Horrible. Superman 3 is okay. <laughs> Superman 1 and 4 are terrible. <laughs> um, but the Rotten Tomatoes uh, gave it 90, or, excuse me, 87%. 
And why should a millennial watch this one? Too? Yeah, we're just like you said, like it's better than the other Supermans, which is kind of rare for a sequel to you, be better. You and, know? And I think it's better than the new ones. Uh, the Zack Snyder Man fancy of Steel. One. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are too I much. Mean, Henry Cavill's awesome, though. <laughs> well, yeah, he's, he's very good, but there's too much, I think, you know, CGI stuff uh, without enough story or, or human too interest. Too much action without the plot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's why I like this movie. Even though the graphics are cheesy and the special effects <laughs> are cheesy, yeah. there's a good human story element to it. And uh, the bad Great guy, actors. General Zod, is fantastic. Uh, one, Ter- Ter- one of Sam. Dad's favorites. Oh, yeah, God, so good. And Gene Hackman, of course, is yeah. always great. But yeah, I mean, I just like fair villains you know it's not kind of like oh why is it taking superman so long to defeat just a regular man it's like kind of yeah. like makes sense like why it's taking him so long to right. defeat like and they, they almost kill him a few times so it's it's a it's quite a battle at the end yeah. uh, of superman too so highly recommend it if your parents are watching it on tv one day check it out yeah. and um, the- another thing i like about superhero movies though is just kind of that I mean, as you'll see from our list, a lot of the, like, it's not like regular movies where the sequel is always worse than the original. Like, a lot of these, like, the second or third one is even better than the original one, you know? Yeah, but in our next case, the very first one is probably, I think, the best. Really? I'm the four. I know, I know. (laughs) You like the the end game. Yeah. We're talking about, of course, Avengers from 2012, starring Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, and Scarlett Johansson. Directed by Joss Whedon, and the setting is New York City. Mm-hmm. And what happens in the first Avengers? Taylor? Well, everything bad happens in New York City. We just they just kind of tra- everyone trashes the city pretty much in any superhero movie. Yep. I feel like it's always there. Yep. But Thor's evil brother Loki returns to Earth with with an army of like aliens mm-hmm. to in search of the Tesseract, which is like a plot device that all the major characters are searching for because it has guffin. like. Yeah. Something that drives the film. Yeah, because it has like a lot of power and they don't want it falling into the wrong hands type of thing. And it results in like this huge battle for Earth over New York, which is always, you know, (laughs) where everything bad goes wrong, you know. But it's fun. It's the first film of the four Avenger movies where they're all together. Right. Without any of the extended ones. But yeah. (laughs) And again, kind of like Superman 2, even though they're superheroes in their own right, they really don't know about each other. Like, um, Thor fights with Iron Man, you know, they, they kind of learn to work with each other because they're not real familiar with what each other can do. Yeah, they're very just trying to get to know each other still, yeah. you know, because they're all Am- very different. Yeah, Captain America and Iron Man have a few disagreements. Uh, Nick Fury is trying to bring them all together as a team. So even though they're all powerful, they all don't necessarily want to work together. Yeah, and it's kind of cool to see them just kind of all going after the same goal, you know, mm-hmm. and then it's just funny like how different they all are and yeah. then and it's a very funny movie i must say yeah. there's a lot of cool lines and uh just cool action scenes i feel like they do a good job of representing all the characters yeah know? yeah I, I don't think anyone overshadows any of the other ones mm-hmm. uh, you know you have the hulk you have hawkeye you have black widow just and it's as it becomes harder as these movies go on to keep all these superheroes in one frame. Yeah, uh, but as this is like the original ones, and then once you get farther into the movies, there's like they add like ten more. Well, sure, you, know? you got to keep adding more characters to kind of fill out the painting. But it's a it's a neat neat uh, starting point, and it's very well written. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joss Whedon uh, did a great job with it. Uh, budget was two hundred twenty million, made one point five billion with a B. Yeah. yeah, and this movie, like, if it didn't go well, there probably would not have been, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Age of Ultron or any other one. So I'm glad that they worked hard to make it an effective 
funny, fun movie. Yeah, because I was gonna say, like, in the why you should watch it, it, it like could have been a disaster. Yeah, or yeah. it could have been like X X Men or Fantastic Four. I mean, yeah. people like X Men, but like the Fantastic yeah, Four, and no good, one really yeah. liked. Yeah. And, like, it definitely did not make 1.5 billion with a B. Right. You know, so I feel like it could have gone wrong with like having that many characters together to like keep track of everyone yeah. while still making it like funny and interesting yeah you, know? and you have to have a good bad guy which loki is and uh, you know just very Thanos mischievous Thanos yeah. makes an appearance so yeah it's 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 very well done and um lots of foreshadowing you know yeah, as right. in all the movies they do a great job with that <laughs> yeah and rotten tomatoes give it 92 percent uh, which is great for a superhero movie and uh it's my favorite of the avengers for sure yeah definitely a good starting off point and it's funny because like at the time when you watch Avengers, you're like, oh, how are they going to do this? But then when you compare that Avengers battle to like Endgame, you realize Loki was like this tiny, like not even half as big as like. Yeah, well, that, that's another great part of the Avengers is they have a, a grand scheme in mind. And it is. It's a small part of the whole set of all these the, movies. The, so yeah. that they can the tie puzzle. all these 23 different Marvel movies it's together. It's insane. The well, foreshadowing. It's, of it, it's well thought out and well structured. And, uh, you know, Kevin Feige and that team did a great mm -hmm. job. And we're going to go into some more Marvel movies yeah. for you guys. Uh, our next one is our favorite of the Thor movies, which is Thor Ragnarok mm -hmm. from 2017. And uh, this is the third Thor in the in the series, mm -hmm. uh, starring Chris Helmsworth, uh, Tom Hiddleston, Kate Blanchett, and Jeff Goldblum, uh, directed by Taka Waititi. Yes, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he is. And uh, the setting is Asgard and this other weird planet called... Sakaar. Sakaar, right. <laughs> and what happens in this movie? Uh, after being defeated by his evil sister, Hela, that Thor and Loki didn't even know about, right. he gets dumped into this gladiator-type planet with, like, no order called Sakaar, mm -hmm. where he's forced to be a competitor and, like, by this... By Jeff Goldblum. By Jeff Goldblum, who's, like, the ruler of this planet. And Game he's, master or something. Yeah, the, he's entertaining as always. Mm -hmm. He's so funny. And, um... He's forced to be like this competitor in this competition against like his champion, and then Thor ends up finding out that this champion is Hulk, yep. who he fought with in Avengers, and he hadn't seen for like two or three years, you know. Yeah. So he was like, "Oh, this is perfect." So it's just him trying to get off this planet and then get back to Asgard to you know fight Hela and kind of reclaim his his throne. Yeah, because he was. Hella like sent him off to this planet, like pushed him out, and yeah. then he's trying to just because Hella is the goddess of death, so yeah, that's not really someone you want ruling. <laughs> no, and she's a really great villain. She like kills all these people on Asgard and Thor in this movie more than any. He probably gets beat up more than usual. Yeah, because like I mean, usually Thor's the most powerful of yeah, everyone. He's a god, yeah, but... he's a, a literal god, but yeah. then. Kate Blanchett, who plays his older sister, Hela, she's older, she's more powerful, mm. she's literally the goddess of death, mm. so she's very, like, into pain and yeah. torture and, and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and it's very, uh, an adult-themed uh, movie, for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the budget was $180 million and it made $854 million. I know you and I saw the theater, yeah. uh, so we helped with that. <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it 93%, and why should a millennial watch it? I mean, I the, if you don't even want to listen to the plot, the music in no. this movie yes. is so it's so awesome. Yeah. Like, and they really show Thor like finally getting to his true power. Like at the time, oh, the lightning yeah, god, yeah, because he even in Thor's Thor the first one and Thor the Dark World the second one, like those were really good at the time. But when this one came out, it just kind of blew it out of the oh, water. Yeah. You know, it's a lot more adult. He has to deal with this. 
his father getting older and this new sister, so he has to deal with family issues. But he's kind of bonding more with Loki. Yeah, you know, that's true. They have like a common goal of trying to get Hela off of Asgard. Right, you know? right. And then he has to decide, you know, what's more important, like himself, his family, or Asgard. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very well, um, I don't know, I guess it's a, a well-made uh, uh, part to the sequel. Like, or not in the sequel, the tri-sequel, or whatever you want. Yeah, the trilogy. The trilogy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, best of the three for sure. And um, it was just, I, I mean. Very I think, funny, too. Yeah, I think that they kind of really put Chris Hemsworth's, like, humor aside to, like, the test in this one. Because in the first two, he was more, like, Shakespearean, you yeah. know? But this one, it kind of shows him, like, maturing, hanging out more on Earth, where yeah. there's more, like, sarcasm than, like, Asgard, where he was just, like, a yep. uptight royal, you know? So yep. I feel like this one. And, and Dr. Know. Strange makes an appearance in it. Yeah, yeah, so Benedict Cumberpatch is in it a little bit. They go to New York for mm-hmm. a minute, just, like, trying to track down Thor's father and yeah. everything. Yeah, and no, I, I like this movie a lot. Very funny, good soundtrack, like you said. and um, Awesome action scenes. Yeah, yeah, we highly recommend it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, way better than the first two Thors. I yeah, think. agreed. <laughs> uh, speaking of trilogies, uh, our next one is Captain America's Civil War, the third mm-hmm. of the Captain Americas. Again, we agreed the third was the best one. Well, again, and, and, you know, the first two weren't bad, but I Not don't think they were great. Yeah, yeah, like uh, the first I, one is obviously Captain America, and the second one is Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, but this one has more Avengers in it. It's got more comedy. It's pretty in it. much an Avengers movie. It is basically, yeah. Yeah. It, it is packaged it as, as Captain America: Civil War. <laughs> yeah. But uh, came out in 2016, starring uh, Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, and Sebastian Stan. And pretty much everyone else that you can think of in the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's directed by Anthony Russo and Joe Russo, who I think did Endgame. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the setting is Avengers headquarters, uh, Germany, Siberia. It's kind of all over the place. Yeah. And what happens in this one? The plot of this one is more like I feel like it's a little bit more realistic mm-hmm. than the other ones because it's like one year after Avengers Age of Ultron battle in Sokovia where a lot of people got killed where a lot of people got killed like a lot of just and civilians yeah, you know people, yeah. so the world like the government decides that the Avengers do more harm than good to people as of like all these innocent people that died just because they were near it you mm-hmm. know so the government tells all the Avengers that they need to sign the Sokovia Accords it's like so this document, document yeah. that tells that the government that the Avengers can only act if they're necessary. Right, you the know? government deems it necessary. Yeah, so then that kind of divides the group because half of them are like, oh, well, we need to do what we need to listen to the law. And the other half are like, we don't want to give away our freedom. Right. And what I like is that in the comic books a lot, the, you know, the Avengers, even though they're all good guys, they would have arguments and then they would start battling each other with their power. Yeah. And that's pretty much what happens in this movie. They kind of split down the middle and half are for the Accords and half are against the Accords. And they have this, Team Cap and Team Iron Man. <laughs> right. And they have this uh, spectacular battle at this airport. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Which is really well done. Spider-Man's in it. Ant-Man's in it. And there's definitely some like actual like you would think that they're like invincible you know but there are some of the avengers get hurt in this battle when they're fighting each other because they're equivalents basically they're all so strong yeah and they become fugitives and reveals many secrets along the way that we didn't know about yeah like um and a lot of it's based on um around the winter soldier Mm -hmm. which again a great captain america movie for the time but um the winter soldier is bucky barnes bucky barnes captain america's best friend and he He's become brainwashed. Yeah, he was brainwashed like from Hydra in the Mm -hmm. previous movies. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of secrets of what he did while he is brainwashed are kind of revealed along the way, which kind of 
drives Captain America and Iron Man, who were like best friends, like further apart. But I don't think you have to see the first two to enjoy this film. Like, I don't I think, think so either. Because they kind of explain a lot of it as they're going. Yeah. Like the helmet zero Zemo guy, and uh, you know it. It it just makes. Uh, obviously the first two more complete with this third one but mm -hmm. i don't think you need to see the first two i don't think so either i mean it definitely gives more of a background like sure. an origin story but i don't think it's necessary either and then even though it's civil war which i only found out recently that me that was because they're fighting each other yeah. i didn't learn that till recently that was why it was named that <laughs> they, you, you think they're fighting the union the confederacy yeah. they went back in time to fight the civil war yeah no that's not what it's about but uh yeah, uh, budget was two hundred and fifty million, and it made one point one billion with a B. <laughs> and Rotten Tomatoes gave it a ninety-one percent. And why should millennials watch it? Uh, I mean, I just think it shows like darker sides to characters, especially Iron Man and Captain America, as they were kind of the two that were butting heads the most, you know, mm -hmm. because it kind of shows both of their kind of darker sides to them and then also even though they're best buds yeah time. even though they've been leading the avengers together like mm -hmm. co-heads for like so long and then helmet zemo who's i mean i wouldn't say he's like the villain there because they're not they're fighting each other too mm -hmm. but he's kind of pitting them against each other more yep he's this guy that his family died in sokovia so he just wants revenge on the avengers sure. basically Sure. So he's kind of an interesting villain because he's just some regular guy that yeah. no one's heard of, really. You know, and we'll so. delve into this movie more. Uh, yeah, it's a very our, complex movie. Our season two, yeah. definitely awesome battle scenes. Yeah, though, for sure worth your time. Indeed. Uh, next movie though, Taylor is what? Suicide Squad. Oh, 2016. Yeah, Margot Robbie, Jared Leto, and Will Smith. Just part of the star. Yeah, there, there's a lot of people in that yeah. movie. Uh, directed by David Ayer, and the setting is Gotham City. Mm -hmm. And what happens? A group of well-known Gotham villains like Harley Quinn, mm. De uh, Deadshot, mm. and uh, Joker yeah. um, are hired by a government task force to perform this special mission that's kind of like ominous, not really explicitly said like yeah. a lot. It's very, because there's lots of hidden agendas, you know? Right, right. And so that may also cost them their lives, which the government is okay with because yeah, they're villains, you know? Yeah, and they're basically um, expendable people. Yeah. Because they're stuck in prison. They don't want them really in society but they're like all right we have this impossible mission that you'll probably get killed on but here you are yeah Take, but here you <laughs> go are do it. save the world <laughs> yeah this is just kind of like i mean if you die that's fine yeah. no one will really care but you have like these awesome like fighting abilities that mm -hmm. we need your help with this and i mean i just thought like when this movie came out i was like wow this is so cool because it's really just an anti-hero film it's literally a a movie yeah, about villains about you know? bad guys doing something good yeah and it's kind of cool that even though they're villains out towards like the end you could kind of tell they're the nicer ones compared to like the government you know yeah or, or the evil alien things that they're battling. yeah, yeah. so it's kind of cool to see like even yeah. though they're villains they're not well, really the villain and villains of this movie and know? they can come together as a team kind of like superheroes do yeah exactly know? and i mean it's just kind of funny to see how corrupt some of them are yeah provides crazy some, they are. yeah provide some good comedy and this one i mean i just watched the harley quinn movie which is kind of like the sequel almost a sequel yeah. to it yeah and it was not as good as this one yeah, yeah. but this one had some good music some really interesting like new villains that they created yeah, for gotham good CGI, yeah. batman made a little appearance yeah at the beginning. it was in there mm -hmm. yeah uh budget was 175 million and it made 746.8 million so good return on investment rotten tomatoes taylor did not like it well, we can't always trust Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> well, 27%. So that means three out of four critics did not like this movie. 
Yeah. You're right. You can always trust them. True. Some of them are like, you're surprised. Like dad used to, my dad used to base anything we saw in theaters off of, right? Yes, it is. He'd be like, that that got lower than 80%. I'm not paying for it. We're not going. I was like, whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, I just thought it was a really cool movie because, I mean, like Deadpool, sort of, it's, you know, not exactly a hero. There's not a lot of dull moments. It's a lot of action in it. Lots of action packed, but, I mean, a little bit of a confusing plot, you know, but it's just, I really like how they kind of band all the supervillains together. (laughs) It looks like they were making the movie up as they went along. But that's fine. It turned out okay. But it wasn't good, awful. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine. A good cast. I yeah. mean, good yeah. good CGI. Yeah, and and I think they're going to make a second one. Yeah, I, I think that's coming out with... I think they got James Gunn for that, who directed oh, right. um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. So we're hoping that's going to make it pretty good. Yeah. Why should a millennial watch it? I mean, I just think it's kind of cool that you're cheering for the villains for once, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's it's, kinda, it has a great cast. Yeah, and... it's kind of like cheering for Darth Vader or Hans Gruber and Die Hard. You yeah, know? yeah, so you're just kind of like, they're so cool. Like, I want them to win. I don't yeah. want them to die, yeah. you know, even though they've caused so many problems in previous movies. Yeah, well, you they know? always say cool things. They're always crazy. Yeah. Never know what to expect sort right. of thing. Right, and they're yeah. very interesting, for sure. They're less uh, cookie cutter than the superheroes. That's right, right. They have more rough edges. <laughs> yeah, sure. so. Uh, but yeah, that's that's our first five of ten top ten uh, superhero movies that we enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode 15, we'll get into a few more. And we thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. We will see you soon.